You know, I was, I was watching Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, uh, a few days ago. Great, great movie. One of my all-time favorite. Not just one of my all-time favorite Christmas. It's just one of my favorite movies. It's just a. That's just a. That's just a movie that I just love. Uh <laughs> Because it's and it's you know it's more than just like there are some Christmas movies that I cannot and will not watch any other time of the year except December. Christmas Story is one of those movies. I love Christmas Story, love it, and the sequel was surprisingly good, as I've mentioned too. Love Christmas Story. Uh, watch the marathon. I watch it. You know, if it's on TV before the marathon throughout the December, I watch it on video, whatever. I've mentioned before I had a tape. I, I I think I wore out my VHS tape that I had, and I, I feel like I had it recorded off of uh, you know Channel Eleven, you know WPIX is before before the marathon started up. Uh, what I don't know, the late nineties, I think. I want to say like ninety seven, ninety eight. They started doing that marathon, maybe even before that. Well, anyway. Uh, and now, the, and it used to be, it used to be TNT, and then it was TBS, and now it's both. I feel like I, it's at least two channels that just have the Christmas Story marathon for twenty four hours. Uh, I can't wa- Like if somebody put on Christmas Story in July, I would, I would leave the room. Like if I had, you know, you'd have to have me hand. I, I cannot, will not, do not watch that movie any other time of the year. It is purely a Christmas movie. It is total Christmas. It's all about Christmas. It's it's one of the best Christmas movies there is, and I cannot watch it any other time. Probably, you know, let's just say December first through December twenty fifth. That's it. There there are twenty five days eligible for watching Christmas Story. Christmas Vacation, on the other hand. You know, sometimes, I don't know what channel it is. I feel like maybe it's Comedy Central or, like, Freeform or one of those things. They'll do, like, a Christmas in July and, like, Fourth of July weekend. They'll be playing Christmas movies or something. And it's you, you know, Elf, Home Alone, uh, Christmas Vacation, thing, those kind of things. I could watch Home Alone any time of the year, one or two. I can watch Christmas Vacation any time of the year. Scrooge is another one I love. I'm trying to think. I, I don't think I could watch that any other time but Christmas time. I really think Christmas Vacation and the Home Alone movies, honestly, those might be just about the only ones that I, I could just watch. Anytime I could just watch them because they're just, they're just good movies. And the others are good movies too. It's just like Christmas Story is just so Christmassy. You know, it just, it's, it's feels, it's so good at just feeling like Christmas and not that Christmas vacation isn't, it totally is. Um, but there's, you know, there's wackiness and, and such that, uh, you know, you, you real, you, you, you know, you're watching a movie, a Christmas story, just like, there's nothing absurd. Obviously the only absurdities are when Ralphie has his daydreams other than that, it's just, it's a kid who's counting the days until Christmas and how is he going to get a BB gun, the Red Rider BB gun, how is he going to tell Santa, all, all that shit. And I can't, I can't have it any other time of the year except December. And then once Christmas is over, like if, even if somebody, if somebody put Christmas story on on the 20th, like a week from today, if somebody puts it on 
even, you know, I can watch Christmas stuff at like the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, up until like New Year's Eve, I can still watch Christmas movies. And most channels still play Christmas movies during the Christmas week after Christmas. Um, yeah, Christmas story is all, I, once we get to Christmas, that's it. Uh, but I was watching, I was watching Chevy Chevy, I was watching Christmas Vacation, as I always do, uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, there's just a, I'm probably going to just repost the previous, what, three years worth of Christmas episodes. It's like a bonus episode, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. What do you, what do you call it? A bo- yeah, bonus encore presentation uh, of, of 2019, 2020, 2021. Uh, we did do like, you know, the Womack, Womack family holiday spectacular. Dude, I don't, I don't have it in me. <laughs> Uh, this year at all i just there's so much going on and there's been so much going on and uh you know if if something if something changes and i'm lying around and like something comes to me and i start to but i can't even even you know the first two years i did like on the computer and i had the special effects and i had multiple tracks and i had very you know produced kind of thing it took a lot of effort and energy and time uh same with 2020 and even last year, uh, I used I had, a, I had like two or three iPads open with the different like the sound of a cruise ship and then the sound of the winter sounds and I I don't even remember. Uh, but even that took a long time. <laughs> that took a long time. Uh, maybe if I can get some time tomorrow and do some some of the Womack families, uh, you know, maybe do a, a Christmas Carol or two. Maybe, maybe. But I want to I want to set that straight. There's there's not likely to be any kind of uh, new Christmas material this year. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but I do want to talk about Christmas. Any any podcasting I do between now and Christmas Day is pretty much all going to be Christmas focused. So so there you you've got that. You've got that. Um I honestly don't know how I had the time to do those Christmas episodes in the previous years. It's 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 wild to me. I was watching Christmas Vacation, and it's just such a funny, like, the I mean, Christmas movies, you know, they should have a dilemma that's relatable, and it isn't, like, going to be the end of the world. It should be around, you know, am I going to get the present that I want? Am I going to, and that's, you know, the the heavy, uh, and, and look, I love It's a Wonderful Life, also, I believe I rated it as my number one Christmas movie when I did that uh, thing a couple years ago. I it I think I mentioned it. It just depends on the year. There are years when I say, "Yep, that's my favorite," and then there are years. It's it's mostly it's mostly Chevy Chase. Uh, look, the top five is Christmas Vacation, both of the Home Alones, uh, probably Scrooged, and Wonderful Life. Those are and and by that I'm saying what are f- the Christmas movies that I must watch before Christmas at least once? Like Christmas cannot come and go without seeing this, and it's those. <sighs> yeah, and I you know Elf is a good movie. It's not like I must see it every year. I still end up seeing it every year because it's my kids love it, uh, and I and I do too. It's a funny movie, but I can. It's one that I'm like. I, I I I like to watch the beginning of Elf. I like to watch the, you know, the early, the first act. Let's say, 
uh, when, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so silly. A grown man dressed like an elf walking around Manhattan. He sees a fat guy with a beard and a red suit, asks Santa. He's eating gum off the, you know, it's just like this. He gets hit by a car. He's sitting next to the girl in the shower. <laughs> She's taking a shower and he totally creeps her out when he's singing Baby It's Cold Outs. I mean, that some legitimately laugh out loud, you know, world's best cup of coffee. You did it. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's great. But then, and then it gets like uh, those early, yeah, the first act, second act, maybe two. And then it gets to the end. It's like, I, I don't care about if Santa's sleigh can fly and everybody has to believe in the magic. I, fuck, I, let's just do, get back to the goofy shit. Um, uh, excuse me. Mm. Pardon me. So I'm watching. Uh, is it? Oh, I thought it was snowing. It's going to be 55 and raining. Like Chicago, Minneapolis. Those areas are going to get snow. They're going to get pounded. And we're going to get the same storm just with rain and temperatures in the 50s before it drops way down. Anyways, I'm watching Christmas Vacation, and it's just so funny that, like, the big problem is that Clark isn't going to get his bonus. Like, he's become – I mean – it's so unrelatable for so many people. It was a lot more relatable in the 80s when that movie came out. And probably by the time it came out, in the late 80s, it was probably a lot less relatable even, even by that time uh, than it was than it would have been even just a couple years earlier. Uh, just the, the whole thought of, like, the bonus thing, like, you know, and Clark... I mean, when you really have to think about this for a second, this guy, this guy's doing pretty well for himself, this Clark Griswold. We get to see his office in Chicago, downtown somewhere. And he's got the big office. I think it's a corner office, right? Yeah, I believe he has windows on on two two walls, if I'm not mistaken. Um He's, uh, you know, he's got the boss, Frank Shirley, having him, you know, come write up some bullet points that he can uh, give to the, if he wants to give a presentation, when he gives a presentation to the trade show. Uh, you know, he's getting recognized. He's, he's not a stupid guy. He's got, obviously, like, has to have, I would say, probably even a master's degree in, in science, chemistry. He's got, you know, because he's, he's making non-nutritive cereal varnishes. They're semi-osmotic. Uh, it coats the flake. It doesn't permeate, and there, therefore, you know, it's the crunch enhancer. It 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 preserves the crunch, the crunchification, rather than getting sogged down with the milk. Uh, that's a that's a hell of a thing. That's he's he's probably in 1989, 88. Uh, even even that long ago, thirty, almost thirty five years, thirty three years ago. He's probably already making six figures at that point. Like he's not, he's not low on the totem pole. You know, he's a white collar guy. He's got the big house, the two car garage, the nice little suburban neighborhood. Uh, you know, somewhere I don't know, <laughs> Naperville or one of those, uh, one of those places, one of those Chicago suburbs that's pretty fairly affluent. Uh, you know, upper middle class. And uh, 
And somehow, somehow, he, the big issue, the big dilemma is that he doesn't have enough money. (laughs) He doesn't have enough money in his checking account to cover a a down payment, a deposit, uh, to, uh, to guarantee uh, a slot in the schedule for the pool company to come and, you know, dig and, and break ground, put the pool in, in the summer, in the springtime. That's that. That's it. The, the, the story is about a grown man in his 40s who's pretty high up in the cereal company. Who's like going places in the cereal company, coming up making crunch enhancers, non-nutritive cereal varnishes. Uh, <laughs> um, so he's he's already his salary already is right? Not, not so bad. Not so bad. Uh <laughs> his salary's good. Uh and every year he's been getting a bonus. And let's say I always assume, let's say Clark Griswold's making 100K in 1989. Maybe he's not making that much, but let's just say he is. Even if he's making like 75, 80, he's up there. He's doing okay. Uh, and his house probably, I, I don't know, Chicago suburb houses in the 80s. It was probably, I don't know, 150? 200 maybe? Depend. I, I don't know, but I, I don't even think it was that much. Uh, and he's had it for a while. He's had it since, what, early 80s, maybe late 70s? So, yeah, he he probably did pay probably under 100 when, when you think about it. So, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's just say his house cost roughly the same as the salary he's making. And he's been paying it off for a while. His house is probably pretty close to being paid off. It's at least halfway there. If you got a 30-year fixed mortgage in the late 70s, early 80s, yeah, he's he's probably 10 to 15 years into it. And uh, great, good for him. He makes enough money that his, Ellen, his wife, does not have to work. She stays home, raises the kids, takes care of the house, all that good stuff. And uh, in old Clarkie's, you know, he he's really has everything. You know, he's got the family truckster. He can, <laughs> he can afford the vacation to Wally World. He can afford to buy uh, Cousin Eddie the, the Christmas gifts for the kids. Rocky, Ruby Sue. Uh, he's doing okay. So it's like, so it kind of begs the question, like, what the hell did this guy do <laughs> that he wrote a check for a pool for a deposit and he doesn't have enough money in his account to cover the check i I don't know but then you start to think about like oh in 1997 they came out with vegas vacation and everybody kind of had their own little storyline you know ellen goes off with wayne newton and uh, russ goes off and becomes mr papa giorgio and wins all those cars and money and everything audrey goes off with the stripper cousin and becomes a stripper (laughs) And Clark has a serious gambling addiction, and he blows the family uh, savings. He blows it all uh, in the casinos. And he has to actually go to Cousin Eddie to beg for money. In a a delicious turning of the tables. (laughs) 
So we all know that Clark, based on Vegas vacation, he's not great with money. He's good at his job. He loves his family. He loves Christmas. He's got a temper. He's not good with money. And so, you know, you start to think about it and it's like, well, what is Clark's in his 50s by the time they get to Vegas? Probably somewhere in his 50s. Uh, and, he, and he squanders the entire family oh, uh, life savings, which I guess really when you think about it, if he didn't have enough money in his uh, checking account to, uh, <laughs> to cover a, a deposit on a pool, you know, the life savings, it wasn't a huge amount, but I think, if I remember right, was it was like 20, 30,000, 50,000, I don't know what it was, but anyway, he must have, he must have smartened up after they got that pool and just said, all right, I'm going to, they, well, they probably just paid off their house in the, in the next few years. And then anyway, uh, but you have to figure, okay, he's a fucking, you know, he's got a gambling addiction issue, uh, He's, uh, yeah, he's kind of a, uh, here's what I think. This is, uh, what is Christmas Vacation? It's 1980, I always forget, because I Scrooged, I always forget when these movies, I used to know, uh, yeah, 89, National Influence Christmas Vacation's at 89, yeah, that's what I said earlier, 89. So, so yeah, so Clark, let's see, would have been four. Four years prior to that would have been the Bears winning the Super Bowl. He's a Chicago guy. He's obviously a big Bears fan. My guess is that he put a bunch of money on the Bears in the 85 Super Bowl, got a big payout, and then had to chase that high with something. And that something was more gambling. And so I'm sure the next season he bet on the Bears again and he bet on more football and he was probably, uh, you know, doing okay, and then just he probably just hit a, a hit a, an unlucky streak. He hit a slump after the big, you know, the first year big payout, and what he probably did every year is he gambled a certain amount of money, lost it, and then he'd get the Christmas bonus. Well, let's just say the Christmas bonus is ten thousand dollars. That's a shit ton of money in nineteen eighty nine or eighty eight or eighty seven. That's a shit ton of money now. Who wouldn't love a $10,000 Christmas bonus? Uh, I mean, I, you know, bonuses are not a thing that happens too regularly these days. They still happen. I've gotten bonuses. I've been at places where they still give bonuses out. Not huge bonuses. Nothing earth-shattering. Nothing life-changing. But I've gotten some, I don't know. I've gotten some like four, five, six thousand dollar bonuses. I don't really do the bonus thing anymore because I haven't been a full time. You know, I haven't been a salaried employee. I've, I've always been full time, but I haven't been a salaried employee. <sighs> I don't know in a long time. And uh, and when I am salaried, I make less than when I'm on con. So I just stay to the con. I'm like, eh, you can keep your bonus. That's, that's the other thing too. When you're a permanent, when you're full time, you got to go through. Uh, performance reviews and you have to evaluate yourself and you can't give yourself a too high a score because then it's like what are you doing here and you can't give yourself a low score it's like oh what if the boss says oh i i I didn't see it that way but now now that you mentioned it yeah i guess you didn't do so well in this particular area you know it's like ugh. and then trying to remember oh yeah what did i do back in february earlier this year i have no idea 
I'm supposed to remember everything that I did. And then you're supposed to, it's like, okay, well then why don't you just write it down every month, write down your accomplishments, write down your big wins as they happen. So you don't have to remember them when you're filling out the performance review. Mm. God damn, my mouth is so dry. Uh, but anyways, but back in the day, I would get, uh, yeah, I did some pretty decent bonuses. I think I've told this story before. A good buddy, one year the bonus uh, was either you got a one, 1% bonus or a 2% or 3%. And I actually got like a 3.5% or maybe even a 4% bonus because my boss uh, fought for me to get that extra, which was, I think, was about $1,000, <laughs> something like that. Uh I don't even know if it was that one. Yeah. 1% of, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, it wasn't much. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't, I, I don't know. What I, anyway, it was, it was back when I was making like 45K a year. So it was, uh, yeah, I guess that would have been, yeah, four times, times three. Yeah, two, yeah it was a, probably about $1,200 or so. Uh, anyways. Who cares? And then at other places, but it was just like, that wasn't guaranteed. I was like, it was based on your performance and you had to go through and we didn't get the bonus, the check itself. We didn't have the review until January and uh, the check itself didn't deposit until like mid to late February. Uh, but this Clark Griswold lives in a world where every year you don't even have to think about it. You're just going to get the bonus. And then he's yelling at Frank Shirley who, of course, you know, Eddie kidnaps because his heart is bigger than his brain. Uh, and Clark is like, you know, he's yelling at him. He's like, he's like, well, and people, people depend on the bonus as part of their salary. It's like, no. But you see, it's not part of your salary. That's why they call it a bonus. That's the whole point of the bonus is you can't depend on it. You get the salary, you can depend on that. So every week or every two weeks or however often you get paid, every other Friday or on the 1st and 15th of the month or whatever it is, you get a check or nowadays an electronic deposit for a certain amount of money. And that amount of money is likely to be exactly the same unless something changes and you need uh, to increase your benefits or the benefit cost of the benefits goes up. Or you get a raise, or you get a promotion, or whatever. Yeah, okay, fine. But otherwise, that's the guarantee. That's the part that's guaranteed. The bonus part of that is called a bonus, because it's a bonus. So, like, I'm not taking Mr. Shirley's side here. Let's be very clear. Although the Jelly of the Month Club is the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, <laughs> it is pretty shitty. When you're uh, all the all the all the years, what what is he? Ten years, fifteen years? He's been with the company, whatever he says, uh, and he's gotten a Christmas bonus every single year except 1989, and it's like, well, but you, but nobody said that's definitely going to happen every year. It was a shit thing for Mister Shirley to just take it out and replace it with jellies, but I mean, it's twelve different jellies, so it's not not the worst thing, but. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, 
the bonus is, is exactly that. It's a, it's a bonus. And so I just think it's hilarious. It's such an unrelatable movie to most people right now. It's still a beloved Christmas classic, but it's like, I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and I was just like, wait, this guy's an adult who has a big house and a job, a good job. And he's obviously, you know, he's made a lot of good decisions in his life as far as getting a, you know, a good solid paycheck and income and a living, nice living for himself, the whole thing. And, uh, <laughs> and somehow <laughs> this same guy, of course, this is also the same guy who staples Christmas lights to his roof and then falls face first off the, you know, into the shrubs. Uh, the same guy who sets up a, a chair, you know, sits sits on the attic door to watch old films when he gets locked in the attic rather than finding literally any other spot. Uh, so he's, you know, there's also parts of Clark Griswold that aren't too bright. And so I'm guessing, uh, you know, for this guy to be doing this well, but to be so stupid as to say, well, I don't have enough money in my account. There's been no indication that I'm getting a bonus. <laughs> no, my manager has not said anything to me about like, oh yeah, here's what your bonus is. That's the other thing too. You don't just like, the check doesn't just show up magically. At least in my world, it doesn't. You sit down with your manager, you go through the review, and then uh, at some point you get either from the manager or from HR or from whatever, uh, you get... Uh, you get a little email or a letter or something that's, uh, you know, here's your, here's the information for the next year and here's your bonus payout and you'll get the, you know, it tells you. So, and look, obviously every year Clark got a bonus. They probably didn't do that. He probably just waited. And then sometime in December, his Christmas bonus check would show up. And, uh, what was I? What? There goes my train of thought. As usual, it just—it's out of there. Too much on my mind. <laughs> uh, so it's just—it's insane to me that Clark said, "Oh, I'm going to surprise the family with a pool." Which, first of all, that's a huge decision. It's nice. It's like I wouldn't—I wouldn't if I—if I had. If I'm Clark Griswold and I have that nice house and a nice big backyard, and even if my even if my wife kept saying I want a pool, I want a pool, I want a pool, I wouldn't just like I wouldn't just spring it on her. I would sit down and say, okay, let's let's budget this out. <laughs> right now, right now, I don't have anything in my bank account uh, except for my latest paycheck, and that's because I've been gambling away our money for years. But every year I've gotten a Christmas bonus and you didn't notice because the money would just go right back in. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and this year I've decided I'm going to quit gambling and let's take that money for something for all of us and let's go get a pool, have a pool put in. That sounds great, Clark. Let's do it, Sparky. And, uh, you know, whatever. That's how that's how shit has had been, though, for such a long time. Like... Oh, it's such a romantic thing for a man to surprise his wife with a humongous, life-changing purpose, a purchase. <laughs> so, like, you know, on uh, on The Office, when Jim surprised Pam when he purchased his parents' house, 
and he's walking her through the house and she seems really pissed off and then at the end she's like you bought me a house i love you it's like okay yeah i mean that's that's cool and then and then in the finale spoiler alert she goes behind his back and puts the house on the market as a romantic gesture to him after jim had lied to pam for months and months about investing their money into a company but it, it was i mean just and it all it all pays off wonderfully it's like god damn this is a great message to send. <laughs> Lie to your spouse, buy uh, huge purchases like homes and pools without telling them, and everything will work out. Have you seen, there was like a, I don't know if it was a TikTok or was a, I don't know where I see, I see everything on Twitter. And this guy, this is a few weeks ago, I saw this video. This guy, it looks staged just like everything, they all look staged, but this guy bought a house for his girlfriend, fiance something like that. I don't think they were married, but he bought her a house. She didn't know it. He brought her to the house and it was one of those. And the realtor's there. He's like, surprise, baby. This is our new house. Oh, look, it's a smart house. It's got all the things, you know, everything's computerized and, you know, controlled by apps and control with those panels on the wall and all this stuff. It was a, it was a nice house. Not, not the greatest house ever, but it was, a, it was a nice house. Pretty big house. It was good. Of course, the other part was <laughs> that the down payment on the house came from their joint bank account, uh, of which I think about 80 or 90% of the down payment was her money. And uh, she was not happy. So you didn't even, you didn't talk to me about this. You used my money without my permission. I want that money back. And he's like, I can't give it back to you. I used it to buy this house. And she's like, well, you better get it back because I'm going to call my lawyer and they will make you get it back. I don't care what you have to do. You sell this house, whatever. And he's like, I can't, I can't just, I just bought the house. I can't just sell it. She's like, I don't give a fuck. You get that money back. Give me my money today. And he's like, I can't. And it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, that's, that's what actually, you know, don't, don't. Anyways, so I'm sure, I'm sure Clark Griswold, you know, did all that stuff without Ellen's, <laughs> without Ellen's input at all. Uh, and, and, you know, she, uh, but this, but this Ellen, man, she just, she stays by his side, you know, whether he's, uh, whether he's swinging, swimming naked with Christy Brinkley or looking at the, you know, lingerie models at the store, you know, putting the, you can't see the line, Russ, uh, you know, all his, all his nonsense, all the, all the silliness he gets himself into, uh, and then he goes and he buy and then he he says you know hey guys uh, with, with my christmas bonus i'm going to use this to put in a pool and everybody oh that's great and ellen's everybody's and he's like if there's money left over i'll fly all of you down here to dedicate the pool. like what what jesus christ man you don't have enough money in your account to cover the pool and now you're talking about how you're going to fucking buy airline tickets airline tickets in the eight i mean it's it's expensive now it would like uh, you know, I know it was getting more affordable by the time you got to the 80s, but, like, still, it wasn't cheap. It's not cheap to fly. Sometimes it is, but, you know, I guess if you fly, you know, you can fly to Chicago for a reason. It probably wasn't that bad. But anyway, <sighs> my my thoughts are that Clark, like I said, he probably bet a bunch of money on the Bears, got some nice payouts, 
and just couldn't stop. Had to keep doubling down, doubling down. And then, fun, and then, oh no, I lost a little. Okay, I'll get it back. I'll get it back. And he lost more. I'll get it back. I'll get it back. And he lost more. And then, oh, it's December. Here's my Christmas bonus. Yay. <laughs> that, that covers that. And then he probably finally said, you know what? I got to stop with this. Uh, my wife's going to leave me. She's, she's going to find out, I, you know, I gambled away all the money, but I keep putting it back with my Christmas bonus. I can't keep doing this. This is no way to live. She's, eventually, she's going to see that I just, that we con- consistently, every year, have the exact same amount of money in the bank account. She's going to be on to me pretty soon. Of course, that is if I ever allow her to access our, <laughs> our funds, <laughs> which I'm sure, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so he probably said that 1989, he said, you know what? Uh-uh. Not this year. I'm not going to bet on the fucking Bears or any other team. I'm not going to bet on sports. I just do something sensible with that money. And rather than just, you know, like save it or put it towards, you know, a bunch of mortgage payments or something like that. Uh he said, yeah, I'll, I'll buy a fucking pool. He said, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to get that. I'm sure I'm going to get at least the same amount that I got last year. So I'll write this check put a <laughs> to put a down payment on the pool, put a deposit. And even though I don't have enough money. And by the way, it's not like he was paying for the whole pool in one shot. Like, I don't know what a deposit is uh, that you'd have to put down, but... In 1989, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been tons and tons of money. A couple grand, maybe. And he didn't have that? <laughs> like, he should have had that just from the last paycheck. Anyway, it's, so it's like, when you really think about it, it's sort of a ridiculous thing. Affluent man, <laughs> affluent man squanders, squanders life savings inexplicably has zero dollars and zero cents to put towards a pool (laughs) is depending on bonus check that in no way, shape or form is guaranteed. Hence the name bonus. And then, uh, his cousin who, again, whose heart is bigger than his brain kidnaps the president of the company on Christmas Eve, (laughs) wraps him in in a big bow and chains, brings him to buy gags him and then brings him to the house in his pajamas and then, and then uh, the, the, you know, after a few other things happen, and the, you know, the police and the SWAT team and all this other stuff comes to the house, and then Frank Shirley's like, eh, you know what, Griswold? <laughs> whatever you made last year, add 20% or whatever the hell it is. Uh, and it's like, wow. So he, he fucked around with all his money. He's fucking around with Christy Brinkley in the pool. Uh... <laughs> He's fucking around with uh, with Mary <laughs> at the lingerie counter, <laughs> and uh, and on top of that, he might not have a job tomorrow because he just kidnapped his own boss, and uh, and everything works out, and the boss says, "Ah, you know what? <laughs> I barely know your name. You fucking kidnapped me." Uh, humiliated me. You know what? 
give you, I'm going to give you the biggest bonus you've ever gotten. How about that? Yay. Yay. And then the lesson is do whatever the hell you want with your money. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It'll all fucking come back to you. It'll all even out. It'll all work out. And then um, probably what Clark did after that was he decided to bet money on the Bulls because then you have, you know, you have the 91, 92, 93. <laughs> You have Jordan winning the three championships. And then he probably squandered again when Jordan left left the team to go play baseball. And probably fucked up his whole thing. Uh, and that's when they had to go to Vegas in 1997. And then uh, luckily uh, his son won four expensive sports cars and a bunch of money and it all worked out. And then... Uh, and by the way, you know that Vegas vacation, all four, they all get in their own car to drive back to Chicago, and they just leave poor cousin Eddie standing there. I got to be honest, that's a fucking dick move. Did they give him any money? Like, he, he let Clark have some money. He, he dug up all the money that was buried in the, you know, in the yard, and he brought it and gave it to Clark. Like, and then you, you think, like, well, they don't, they don't need four cars. Like, why wouldn't Clark? Here, Eddie. You've been so fucking down on your luck for so many years, living in poverty, living off the government. Uh, you're a Vietnam veteran with a plate in your head. <laughs> and and anytime, anytime your wife runs the microwave, you piss your pants and forget who you are for half an hour. You know what, Eddie? Have one of these cars. We don't need all four. We'll take three of these, like, I don't know, $80,000, $100,000 sports, whatever the hell they were. Here you go. Take this car. Go sell it. Get some money for it. And live a, live a nice, at least upgrade your, your living situation. But he doesn't. He's, you know, Eddie might be annoying. He might not have the social graces that you would want somebody to have. He's loud. He's, you know, maybe a little, little bit of an incestuous creep. <laughs> uh, but, man, the guy's, uh, you know, he does help Clark out in that Vegas vacation. And what does Clark do? Drives off into the sunset <laughs> with four new sports cars while Eddie's just standing there waving. <laughs> hey, Eddie, fuck you. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, man. But it's so it's so unrelated. It's like wow, I, there's so many people who are like, I wish that was my problem. <laughs> I wish my problem was that I just make so much money I don't know what to do with it, and I just said, hey, I'll put in a pool, and then my bonus didn't come in. I mean, in real life, Clark could have said, oh shit, you know what? I'm I'm not getting my bonus check. Okay, well that sucks. Uh. And then, like, maybe the day after Christmas, he calls, he goes to the bank and, uh, you know, maybe gets a home equity line of credit. And then he can cover the check for the pool. Or he could have done that in the first place. He could have just said, you know what? <clears throat> Let me get a HELOC. And then I'll, th that'll be able to pay for the pool. And when I get my Christmas bonus, then I'll, I'll pay the whole thing off. And if I don't get my Christmas bonus, that's okay, because I'm making a good living. I can pay it off, uh, you know, in a, um, you know, maybe a year's time, two years time, whatever. 
and then we'll have a pool. And I won't have to sit there on Christmas Eve flipping out and having my cousin kidnap the boss because I was <laughs> I was too irresponsible <laughs> to wait to make sure I had the bonus before I wrote a goddamn check to the pool people. He could have just, yeah, on the 26th, he could have called the pool place and been like, hey, uh, can you guys just, just wait until the end of the week before you uh, deposit that check? I just want to make sure I got to move some monies around and then he could have gotten the loan and then he could, anyway. So yeah, what was, what was old Clarky up to that made it? So a guy with that kind of job and that kind of house and that kind of salary and that kind of office doesn't have enough money to cover a deposit on a pool. I'm curious. Do they have how much? Let's see, and then I gotta go. How much? Hold on. How much would you need to put down for a pool? Eh, yeah, okay. The average the average cost to build a pool is between forty six and sixty six. Uh, the average cost, well, what's the, uh, Jesus Christ. I just want to know that. Well, like, what was it? let's, let's say it, let's say it even was $60,000 in 1989. Doubt it, but let's just say it was, and he had to put down 20%. He had to put down $12,000. Let's just say, I always just in my head, I just assume like, I don't know. He's got to put like maybe five to $10,000 deposit down. I don't think I'm too far off. And I'm guessing that his bonus check is probably right around 10, 10 to 15. It's, it's probably a, no joke. It's probably a legit, you know, for him to be that uh, dependent on it for such large pur- purchases. Uh, but, you know, his mortgage is probably, what, 500 a month, 1,000? Let's say it's 1,000. It probably wasn't, but let's just say it was. He, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe old Clarky just has a really nice office and they pay him shit. <laughs> maybe Clark's the kind of guy. I mean, that would make sense too. Like Clark's the kind of guy who wouldn't be looking at the numbers. He would just be like, oh, oh, it's a great view. Well, I get to see the Christmas tree during the winter. Oh yeah. That's a, that's where the, that's the square down there where they have the Christmas tree. It's the, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, and you're going to get, you know, I don't know. But I, I think it's safe to say he was making a good salary. And it's insane to me that he didn't... I, the whole thing is insane. Like, why wouldn't, you just, why wouldn't you just look at a loan if you want to get a pool installed by spring and you need to make a deposit before the end of the year to guarantee, you know, that you're... You give you a spot in line. Why, why wouldn't you? But anyways, it's just funny. Watching that, it's just like I, <laughs> I have never been able to relate to this. I will probably not ever be able to relate to this. And I, I, yeah, I wish those, but that's like that's the most stressful thing, you know. And he's he's telling his coworker he's got the little pool thing, and he's like, if I don't get that bonus, I'm in it up to here. 
Like, well, not, again, not really. Unless, unless you have just been so horrendous at managing money that your credit score is so bad that even with that beautiful house, you couldn't get a home equity. But you, you, you still could because it's, it's, you know, it's based on equity. I can't imagine that house was purchased for more than what it's worth in 1989. He probably got a great deal on it. The value's only gone up. He's built up equity. If he's been in that house, probably 10 or 15 years. Probably at least 15 years. Probably when Audrey was a baby, right? Come on. And, uh, yeah, it just uh, it doesn't make sense, and I and that's why it's a beloved movie because there's no actual problem. There's not actually any real problem. Like even if he didn't get his bonus, the worst thing that happens is <laughs> somebody cashes a check, and he's overdrawn, and the check bounces, and he has to pay a bunch of fees to the bank and to the pool people, and he probably loses a certain percentage of that deposit, and that sucks. But that's it. That's really, you know, that's about all. But he could also probably make a call, like I said, on the 26th. If he hadn't gotten his bonus yet, he could make a call and say, hey, could you guys wait another week before you deposit this check because my bonus hasn't arrived yet? And then he and then go get a home equity loan. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, holy shit, is it almost 3 o'clock already? God damn. Fuck. <sighs> damn it. All right, well, it is time to go. I'm incredibly tired. I don't know that I love the last 45 minutes. It's not the best of the birthday boy, but, you know, talking Christmas vacation is always fun. <gasps> oh, excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I love talking Clark Griswold. Uh, it's, it's a movie. It's a great fantasy movie. Because don't you wish that, that those were the biggest problems that you had? Was making sure your Christmas lights worked? And that there was room for your giant oversized Christmas tree? And that you had enough money for the fucking pool that you're going to put in your huge backyard behind your perfect house? That's why it's such a great movie. There is no actual problem. Just like Christmas Story is a beloved... There's not actually... It's just like the kid wants a thing for Christmas and we're going to wait and see if he gets it. That's it. Happy ending. Everything's great. All right. I got to run. Yeah, got to run. And we'll talk to you. Yeah, any other opportunities for podcasting I have between now and Sunday, they will in all likelihood be... Christmassy themed, talking Christmas, but there will not be a Womack family holiday spectacular. I repeat, no holiday spectacular. I'm sorry to say, Cliff, but the <laughs> I'm the only survivor of the <laughs> of the wreckage of the cruise that the family was on. They are all dead. <laughs> there you go. There's the <laughs> Your grandmother floated out to sea. <laughs> Uh, no, I, by the way, I'm not peeing. I'm just filling my water bottle. I got to multitask here. Mm, there we go. Your grandmother floated out to sea, cursing your name the whole time. Why didn't Cliff come on this trip? He could have saved me, that little bastard. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, so dumb, so dumb. All right, but yeah. Uh, okay, that's it. Christmas vacation. 
What a fucking movie. All right, gang. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.